Then I saw the Lamb open one of the seven seals, and I heard one of the four living creatures say with a voice like thunder, Come! I looked, and there was a white horse. Its rider held a bow. A crown was given to him, and he went out as a conqueror in order to conquer. When he opened the second seal, I heard the second living creature say, Come! Then another horse went out, a fiery red one, and its rider was allowed to take peace from the earth so that people would slaughter one another, and a large sword was given to him. When he opened the third seal, I heard the third living creature say, Come. And I looked, and there was a black horse. Its rider held a set of scales in his hand. Then I heard something like a voice among the four living creatures say, A quart of wheat for a denarius, three quarts of barley for a denarius, but do not harm the oil and the wine. When he opened the fourth seal, I heard the voice of the fourth living creature say, Come. And I looked, there was a pale green horse. Its rider was named Death, and Hades was following after him. They were given authority over a fourth of the earth to kill by the sword, by famine, by plague, and by the wild animals of the earth. After this I looked, and there was a vast multitude from every nation, tribe, people, and language, which no one could number, standing before the throne and before the Lamb. They were clothed in white robes with palm branches in their hands, and they cried out in a loud voice, Salvation belongs to our God, who is seated on the throne and to the Lamb. All the angels stood around the throne, and along with the elders and the four living creatures, they fell face down before the throne and worshipped God, saying, Amen, blessing and glory and wisdom and thanksgiving and honor and power and strength be to our God forever and ever. Amen. And one of the elders asked me, Who are these people in white robes, and where did they come from? I said to him, Sir, you know. Then he told me, These are the ones coming out of the great tribulation. They washed their robes and made them white in the blood of the Lamb. For this reason they are before the throne of God, and they serve him day and night in his temple. The one seated on the throne will shelter them. They will no longer hun hunger, they will no longer thirst. The sun will no longer strike them, nor will any scorching heat. For the Lamb, who is at the center of the throne, will shepherd them. He will guide them to springs of the waters of life, and God will wipe away every tear from their eyes. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Well, this is our reading for this Sunday, our sermon text for this Sunday. As, as you know, we've been going through as a church, going through Revelation. Pastor Chris has been leading us through that. And here we start to get into all the stuff that uh, makes people go crazy, makes people go nuts. They, they start to freak out and become terrified because there's been this turn in Revelation where in chapters 4 and 5 we have basically the entire battle plan laid out for us. The reality of the, the fact that we know the entire end of the story. We know it all. And now we get to see what leads up to the end of that story, but we know for the fact that God, as, as the second half of our reading shows, that God who is seated on the throne and to the Lamb receive all glory, honor, and power, that they win, that they, they are the ones who receive all the praise for everything that takes place. And that we, uh, as we read in the second half, in chapter 7 of Revelation, that, that we join with tongues and tribes and peoples and nations from all over the world in, in, before the throne as those praising God. Salvation belongs to our God, which is true. God's salvation belongs to him, which we need to hold on to that reality and not be pulled away by the craziness of what is to come. Uh, and I, I love how it says, Amen. 
blessing and glory and, and wisdom and thanksgiving and on and on and on belong to our God. Amen, meaning may it be so, let it be so, a declarative statement. And then this picture of the saints, those who have gone through tribulation, they're the ones there praising God in their white robes with palm branches, the ones who have gone through all of the torments, all the persecutions, who have been killed for the name of Christ, and yet they serve God day and night before his throne, and that they no longer hunger or thirst or anything, which is all an important text to read this and then go back to chapter 6, which was the first part of our reading with the first four seals, the seals of that scroll that no one else was found worthy to open, that only the Lamb was found worthy to open. Here we have those, those four seals. And the first one, uh, being one sent out to conquer. The rider held a bow, a crown was given to him, and he went out as a conqueror in order to conquer, showing God's might and power over all other kingdoms, that, that God is one who has the power to conquer, has the power to take over the world, has the power to do all these things. And that all the other kingdoms that we set up for ourselves uh, are doomed to fail, are doomed to fall. And then uh, the second seal, where we have this fiery red horse, uh, this one who is given the power to uh, take peace from the earth. That's an important phrase, realizing that peace actually comes from God. The peace that we receive as being reconciled to him through the blood of Jesus Christ. The peace that we receive, any peace that we have in the world is not because of anything that we have done, but because of something that God has done, because our own nature, our own sin nature, is one in which we'd rather kill each other over stupid little things, let alone big, huge things. And here we have a horse and a rider who's sent out here at the end of the age for the purpose of making sure that people are able to live out their desire to harm one another, which is not good. But then it also is God showcasing, well, you want to see your true self. Let me show you your true self. Let me hold up a mirror so you might see how bad things could be without my love, without my peace, without my work, without my spirit working in you. Then third seal, black horse coming with famine. That, that sticks with the importance of the first article of the creed, which comes to us with this declaration, which we've had a billion times that we forget it every single time. God has given me and still sustains my body and soul, my limbs and senses, my reason and all mental faculties that he daily and abundantly provides for me all the necessities of life. These things that God regularly gives us, that he, he feeds us, he clothes us, he, he gives us water. You know, all these things, these are, these are things that we presume that we get ourselves, that we give to ourselves. These things that we think that, that by our own strength, by our own might, God has given them to us. Hmm. Nope. They come from the hands of God's gracious love for us. And here we have this horse coming with this third seal being opened to bring famine on the earth, to remind us of who God is and why he deserves all honor and glory and praise and power and might and understanding and wisdom and all those things. 
because he is the one who provides for us. And then lastly, we have the pale horse uh, for, for the fourth seal. We do have other seals on here, but, but we're only dealing with this first section of chapter six, and then we go into that last section of chapter seven. But it says here, its rider was named Death, and Hades was following after him. They were given authority over the fourth of the earth to kill by the sword, by famine, by plague, and by the wild animals of the earth. Do you notice something there? That they were given authority. That death and Hades do not have power. That death and Hades uh, are not independent. They have to receive authority from God Almighty in order to do what it is that they're going to do. They have to receive the power and the authority from God to be able to bring death, to be able to bring about Hades, to, to bring about these things. They can't do it on their own. And here we have this fourth seal being opened, and yes, Hades, hell, death, whatever terms we want to use, come. But notice whose hands those things are in, God's. And so when death comes to you, or when it comes to your loved one, our first inclination is to think, well, God must really hate me. Or um, fear comes over us knowing that our time on this earth has been cut short. And yet what we have to remember in Christ is that death has no power anymore. Death is subject to Christ. So that even though our existence on this earth might end, that we will either be put in a casket or a coffin or roasted and toasted and put in a little box and put in the ground or, or put on grandma's mantle or whoever, and there will be a monument to us showing the dates from when we were born and when we died and all these other things that as I continue to say, and it was what Martin Luther King Jr. said and others, that in Christ, death is not a period, it's a comma. That death only has power in so much as it can come and bring destruction, but it's only given that authority in God for a time. And then it comes to an end. And then we join with all the other saints around the throne of God, serving him, but also no more hunger, no more thirst no more tears. And for that, we give God all the glory. Let us pray. Almighty and merciful God, of whose only gift it cometh that thy faithful people do unto thee true and laudable service, grant we beseech thee that we may so faithfully serve thee in this life that we fail not finally to attain thy heavenly promises through the merits of Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Well, church, go in peace, serve the Lord, and we'll see you tomorrow.